Hey, you're here on the Independence 88.5 FM, and you're joining us for another 88.5 live at home interview and performance here on our YouTube channel. My name is Byron Gonzalez. I'm your host today. I'm also host on 88.5 FM's Bilingual Sounds, which is on every Wednesday from 9 to 10. And today I'm talking to an artist that I play on that show quite often and also on the on the station in general. Uh, today we're talking to Roberto Carlos Lang, otherwise known as Elado Negro, who just released a beautiful new album called Far In. I have it right here. It's really cool. I want to show because I got a physical copy. Yeah. So I could put it over my face. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How are you, Elado Negro? How's your day going today? I'm doing really well. Thanks. Yeah, all is, all is well. I'm in Asheville. It's, it's, it's really nice. The temperature is very agreeable today so nothing, awesome. nothing to complain about honestly yeah same here i mean uh the past two three days it's been raining out here and us uh angelinos don't enjoy the rain at all <laughs> you know uh but today is a little warmer and a little chill and a, and a great day to talk to you on a friday on the time of this recording um, again, congratulations on this brand new album. I have so many questions for it. Um, first one is, you know, just because it's morning time here in Los Angeles right now. And I'm, I'm just curious, what is kind of like your morning routine when you're working on a new album or on a new song? How does that look like? Yeah, I think it changes a lot. I, uh... I could speak specifically to this record and this record was maybe unique in a lot of different ways where a lot of it was made um, while I was in Marfa, Texas. And so there was like a different routine with that. And then when I got back to Brooklyn, when I was living in Brooklyn, um, uh, I was working, I, I was working out of a studio, the same studio where I made, this is how you smile. And um, so the routine was really just like get up, and get going and then go to the studio. It was like, um, you know, have a tea and, or something. And and because of COVID and exposure, I wasn't, I would usually, when I was in Brooklyn, I would, I didn't own a car or anything like that. So I would always take transit. But because of COVID, I actually had to rent a car while I was going to the studio to kind of just like avoid having to be on the, um, you know, the bus if I didn't need to. Um, yeah. Does so that, was sort of, that, that, that sort of routine kind of affect your songwriting or your, or your, your, or your composition in the sense? Because you I'm know, sure I mean, it does. The bus, you're surrounded by people and you get to like look at the scenery a little bit more rather than when you're driving, you're kind of just focused on the road. Definitely. I think so with the last record, I rode the bus a lot because I was like going to a studio that was like, one direction and then i would get on another bus after that studio and go to a different studio and it was a longer ride and so there was a lot more meditative kind of decompressing and thinking um with this i think driving can can kind of like add this like sliver of stress on top of your you know just kind of your psyche and so i wasn't really necessarily um trying to stay too conscious about like my driving even though just like getting there safely yeah. So I think so. I think it really affects you, you know, it doesn't give me a chance to kind of like zone out. But, but honestly, when I would get in the studio, I was there all day. I would be there from, 
I would try to keep normal hours. The last record I kept like really harsh hours, but this record I really, um, I was like, I'm going to get in at 11 and leave at like 6.30 and that's it. You know, like not try to like overdo it and not try to burn myself out and really just stay focused during that time period. And sometimes during that time period, it can sound like you're, well, you're always working, you know? So some days, you know, you move mountains and some days <laughs> you're barely getting your shoes on, you know? And I think that's what would happen uh, process-wise in the studio, you know? And so, so I don't know if it was like a, if it's like a, um, there's always, life is always happening before you get in there and life is happening while you're in there. But so morning routine kind of changes day to day. Yeah. Yeah. But you keep it simple. You kind of, it seems like you skip breakfast for it and just kind of get into it. Yeah. I don't really eat breakfast that much. Yeah. I've been trying that lately. <laughs> it's been helping kind of yeah, I, better. I usually have a tea in the morning and I have um, a smoothie and that's about it. You know, nice. simple, simple. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, you know, I always ask artists what what's like their first song that they that they write for the record. And you shared on Twitter that Mirror Talk was actually your first song that you started the process for this album. Although I am curious, how did Mirror Talk, being the first song that you wrote, being the first thing that set this thing off, how did it become the last song on the record? Yeah, I think it was, I think the song... Um, for me, the song was kind of like a um, a guide for how I wanted to make the record. I kind of understood through that song, through the aesthetics in that song, things I wanted to um, dive deeper uh, into in terms of production and, and in terms of writing, in terms of arrangements. But um, so in a way, I thought it was appropriate for it to be the um the punctuation at the end of the, the album it, it really um for me in a, in a lot of ways it kind of like has a little bit of everything throughout the record you know it has has a lot of the different feelings that the record expresses and it also is kind of um expressing a lot through the words you know just like um just saying like even like the opening line you know it's just like this idea of like you know, you've changed and uh, that's what people will say. And even though they don't know where you've been. And um, I think it's really important because it's something that I meditate on a lot through living where you're living, um, traveling, uh, understanding who you are. I think there's an expectation perspective wise sometimes uh, with so many things happening now with, with, with representation and also identity. And, and I think as much as I, I love where I came from and, and understand that, like, I am also of a different world. I'm not uh, one thing and I'm not surrounded or influenced by just one thing. And I think that's something that that song means to me, you know, it means more, more than just being, um, boil down into like one specific identity or role it's like a um multiplicity of things when you're looking at yourself and you're kind of like yeah i'm not just this one thing you know yeah and i also like it too in the sense that uh, i mean how i interpret it is like mirror talk i mean 
I don't know if you like to get into like scientific stuff or science fiction stuff, but there's always this thing about this mirror reality that you can step into. And it's like completely opposite. Sure. It's a reflection of what we got going on here, but it's totally a, a different world and, and everything's backwards. And yeah, it's very hard to define. Yeah, no, there's definitely like a lot of, um, the mirror is definitely something like a, a tool that's been used in, in a lot of different ways to kind of like create all these kinds of symbolisms, like with what you're talking about for sure. Awesome. Um, let's take the first break of this interview. Uh, you recorded a couple songs for us, which I appreciate you doing. Uh, I want to get into, I think probably one, uh, if my memory serves me well, I think it was one of the first singles that you released for this album. Let's get into Gemini and Leo. Oh, 
Gemini and Leo recorded just for us here at the Independence 88.5 FM. We're talking to Alado Negro. Thank you for recording that. Uh, I want to get into a little bit of uh, uh, Gemini and Leo. Kind of, kind of envious of anybody who is of that sign because of this song. Now, I myself <laughs> am uh, Aries, so I can't. I mean, I can't relate to it completely. But you know, I like to put myself in maybe a Gemini and Leo's um, foot uh, shoes to this um are you a, a huge astrology uh person i wouldn't say huge i would say i'm like i understand things and i enjoy it and i think there's like a um aspect of like spiritual guidance with it that i think is really exciting you know and, and thinking about where some of the um i mean i love the planets and i love stars and i love outer space and i think i love this idea of something being uh, so uh, so present because you're, it's, you know, the, the moon changes and the tide shifts and we're water and that affects us. And I think there's a lot to think about there more so than a lot of other things that have um, connections in that kind of um, more esoteric aspect of, in the world to people. Mm. It's interesting. Um, also, I was wondering now that you bring up like the outer space and how you love stars and and the cosmos, um, maybe a little to talk a little bit about, about your songwriting as well. Are you a type of person that writes at night times, or maybe for this song, did this come to you during the night? I kind of don't remember when the song came to me. I started writing <laughs> it in 2019, and it's one of those things where. Um, I, yeah, I don't remember exactly how it okay. happened, but it was just one of those moments where you're just working and then all of a sudden you have this song. And I, if you were to hear the demo of this, it sounds, I mean, it sounds like the song, but it kind of doesn't sound like anything like this. Song. It's amazing. <laughs> it's wildly different. Okay. Okay. And do you ever have in mind like a time of day of when? like an album is best heard, at least when you're making your own album, you're like, I want this to be enjoyed during the nighttime or during dusk or during uh, sunset. Does that ever come to your mind when creating an album? I've never done that. No, I've never like been prescriptive about how someone should feel the music. Because I think it's exciting to know. Uh, you never know when a song is going to hit you and how it's going to hit you. Sometimes you hear it on a radio walking or you hear it like in a speaker in like a, a convenience store or something, you know what I mean? Like there's always like moments where like, that's the kind of beautiful thing about um, music is that it really has no um, connection to time. It can kind of, you know, the past is the present with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a timeless time of thing. Right. You want it yeah. to be its own entity, just walking in through and out of universes, people's universes. For sure. I wanted to talk a little bit about the album art and yeah. all this other stuff. Oh, 
I yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. no Did worries. you have a lot of hand? Are you a collage person? I can't wait. I didn't. I didn't do that. Um, okay. So, so yeah, the artwork um, is by this amazing designer. Or it was laid out and designed by an amazing designer. Her name is um, Crystal Zapata. She's she lives in um, Chicago, and um, so with Crystal, I kind of sent her like all these different themes of. I did make a collage for the front cover. The original thing was like this weird collage, and I sent it to her, and then you know we explored it, we explored it, and then I sent her um, all of these um, photos I had been taking throughout the year with this camera that I happened to find in San Francisco oh, at a Goodwill. Cool. And so then a lot of those photos you see are just photos I had taken throughout the time, throughout like all of last year. And um, uh, and so there's just different places and spaces we were kind of just like exploring. And then, so she just really went off, you know, and she took, she took all those photos and really made these amazing collages, kind of like riffing on this like seed of an idea that I had, but she just made a whole new world with it. Yeah, she made a bloom. I mean, literally, there's so many flowers that you, uh, flower pictures that you took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking no about doubt. seeds, <laughs> it's super cool. It is. Um, I, I want to take the second pause of the interview and get into another song that I really enjoy. Um, this one has one of my favorite moments that I just love listening to. I love playing it from the beginning because just the bass line is so so great so let's get into there must be a song like you come on your side take me
There must be a song like you from Elado Negro's brand new album, Far In. Thank you so much for recording that. It's my favorite. It has that bass line that is just so infectious. Um, I wanted to know, is there, after finishing this album and listening to it, is, what, what song or maybe line or maybe a, a instrumentation brings a nice memory for you? In, in this album? In this album. I think the song Aguas Frias, um, it's a very specific song. It was when um, we were in Texas in Marfa and we went to go visit the space. And it was like in the middle of nowhere, it was like three hours away from, two hours away from Marfa, I can't remember. And it was in the summer and there was like a swimming hole and it was like in this old rock, like mineral quarry. And the landscape just felt so surreal and so um, overwhelmingly kind of just beautiful and i was like i was having this very like spiritual moment with like connecting with earth and like feeling like wow like this is amazing like i really these are big things you know i think That's we beautiful. i think sometimes we put value and importance in um you know in, in the things that are important socially politically um things like that 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 feel like these are things we should always be talking about all the time but also there's a um sometimes i think we forget that some of these like other moments are huge are big 
they're important for you to um to remember that they're milestones in your own trajectory and like living on this earth with other people and like that's kind of like what i felt there i was like oh this is like we live on this planet and it's really fucking fresh and it's really beautiful and like we do all these other things to kind of like help preserve this but this is a really good moment and it's a really nice thing to sing and talk about you know and so that's what that song is about oh, that's pretty now i'm gonna listen to that song in the different context that's why i like asking this question <laughs> <laughs> cool um so it's gonna be weird but i've never ever seen you live and so i'm really excited that you're going on tour in support of this album and you're gonna be hitting los angeles at the regent uh may 17th and yeah. now i want to i want to note like in your own words um first maybe for someone like me that hasn't seen you play live how would you describe an helado negro live show yeah it's always um the live shows always change so people have definitely seen me in different iterations but um okay for this show since the record is so um drum and bass heavy um it's just going to be a three piece like a drummer and then it um bass player guitar player and we're switching off between like guitar and, and keyboards and stuff but um so it'll be yeah it's the three of us just kind of dropping three, these songs. there's only three of you mm -hmm. oh wow it, yeah it, yeah it sounds like so much more on the uh, on the disc yeah well the album you know the thing with the studio here's here's something i guess worth noting with any studio record for me the most exciting thing about the studio is to treat it as something that has nothing to do with a live um like playing in some kind of format where you're just like sitting down recording it and then that's it for me it's like exciting mm -hmm. to know that like the recorded version doesn't have to have anything to do with the live version you know it's 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 what what makes that more exciting you know i think it's like um it's the opportunity to uh, to just explore. And so the same with the live version, the, the opportunity is like, okay, cool. Like the challenge here is like, how do we make this, how do we make this its own thing now? You know, and, and I think that's the really exciting thing about the live show is like, I've only played it once now in Miami. Mm -hmm. um, that's not true. We, we, I had a live we, we put together a pretty large group for some, a lot of like live recordings, but, um, and we've done, you know, a bunch of those different live recordings, but now like the touring band has to be a little bit more, um, economical, you know, <laughs> conscious of like a lot of, a lot of different things. And, and with that being said, um, no sacrifices were made other than just like knowing that these are the parameters, you know, to work in. And so it's really exciting because I think the show is really I think it's one of my favorite shows so well oh that's great to hear i mean you know this will be my first time watching you i'm really excited um may couldn't come any sooner <laughs> honestly yeah man uh i'm very excited especially after listening to this album so many times um i want to get into before we hit our our last and final song of the interview can, are you down for a speed round of questions sure all right so don't give too much thought to these questions. Most of them are just one one answer. Uh, and maybe if you have to think about it, maybe like five seconds tops. So okay. Here we, here we go. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Waffles. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek or none? 
None. None. Marvel. Oh, you know what? Not huh? true. St- uh-huh. uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel or DC or none? None. None. Uh, pepperoni or extra cheese? Oh, damn. I don't. <laughs> yeah, sure. Extra cheese. Okay. <laughs> Beer or wine? I don't drink, but uh, wine probably. Okay, if you could say, oh, there is always that extra option. <laughs> um, your favorite holiday, if any? Jeez, uh, I don't have a ho- I don't have a favorite holiday. Okay, that, that's that's also acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite animal? Oh man. There's bears that live around here. I don't really like. I'm, I know you're not supposed to get near them, but bears are pretty magical. I think they I'm kind of into bears right now. Bear watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? I had to go see my mom. And she's in Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, go to Florida. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> well, thank you for that little mini speed round of questions. Yes. We got to know you a little bit more from that. Um, let's get into the last and final song, and then we'll say our goodbyes. So let's get into... I, I saved this for last because it just has a great intro into it. So let's get into La Naranja.
La Naranja from Elado Negro again from his brand new album Far In which I have right here go get yourself a copy on vinyl I, I, I highly recommend it for all you vinyl files and even if you're not a vinyl file it's great to have just like art from Elado yeah. Negro <laughs> well Elado Negro thank you so much for, for talking with me and, and for taking the time out of your busy schedule I, I'm really looking forward to your show at the Regent May 17th um yeah that's it uh, thank you, you have... so much for having me yeah thank you for making such a great album i know it took it was a labor of love um i can't wait for more i know you're meant to like kind of let it stew a little bit um but are you a person that's always working on songs no matter if you just finished an album or anything? yeah i'm working on a lot already so there's always something coming Awesome. That's good to hear. Very excited for anything new that's coming up. 2022 is going to be a big year. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, Roberto. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Y ahí nos vemos pronto. Okay. Tenga buen día. Chao. Chao.